Well, hello, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and this is your encouraging message for the week. My prayer is that something life-changing will happen as you listen to the word, as you hear the word, as you ingest the word, and then you'll be able to walk it out. So let's go ahead and bow. Most gracious and heavenly Father God, we know that your word is good. We know that it is profitable for us. And God, for that, we bless you. So today we just ask that you speak to us and you speak through us, that what you want to get across, God, comes across and it comes across in a mighty way. Thank you, Lord, for even loving us enough, giving your attention toward us, giving us the new mercies every single day. Thank you, God, for leading and guiding us appropriately. It's in the way that we go that you are blessing us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. All right. Well, today we are in the Kingdom Principles for, for Life, Kingdom Principles for Life series. And this is part seven. And this is going to be the last one and probably should have been the first one. But today we're talking about the fact that my conversation matters. My conversation matters and subtitling this wise communication. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number two. I'm going to begin at verse six and go through verse 16. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter number two, beginning at verse six and going through verse 16. And as we are reminded, we recognize that the Bible is the blueprint for success. It's the blueprint that we have for life for the best life that is possible. And so when we look at these principles that are in the word, when we follow these principles, we recognize that these principles are going to lead us to the successful place and that there are rewards not only in this life, <clears throat> but in the life to come. First Corinthians chapter number two, verse six. However, we do speak a wisdom among the mature but not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. On the contrary, we speak God's hidden wisdom in a mystery, a wisdom God predestined before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age knew this wisdom for they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what eye did not see and ear did not hear and what never entered the human mind, God prepared this for those who love him. Hmm. Eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard and neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for you. Now God has revealed these things to us by the spirit for the spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who comes from God, so that we may know what has been freely given to us by God. We also speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. But the unbeliever does not welcome what comes from God's spirit because it is foolishness to him. He is not able to understand it since it is evaluated spiritually. The spiritual person, however, can evaluate everything, yet he himself cannot be evaluated by anyone for who has known the Lord's mind that he may instruct him? 
but we have the mind of Christ. My conversation matters. The, in all honesty, my entire life matters. And the example that I set before people matters. And I am a living epistle that is read by many. If they don't read the word, they ought to be able to read my life. And our whole point, as we were talking about kingdom principles for life, is that we would be wise. You see, there is a difference. And we're going to talk about that. But I wanted to read this commentary that is listed here in the Holman Christian Standard Version. It talks about wisdom being prudent, skill, and knowledge. It says it pertains more to the skillful use of intelligence and the ability in living, having a sense of discernment for using what God has given, whether tangible or intangible. Hmm. Wisdom. Wisdom. See, we want wise communication. When, when I say my conversation matters, it does. How I talk, who I talk with, when I do that, all that matters. But if it's not wise, it doesn't. Let me say this. There is a difference between being smart and being wise. I might have book sense, but not common sense. I might be able to uh, spew out theories and theorems. But if I'm looking for something that is going to happen today and not paying attention to in the long run or in the overall scheme of things, how it is going to affect everyone, then I'm not being wise. I'll say this. I say that to the young people today that are working in jobs. We don't see customer service like we used to see customer service. Can I get a witness? Because what they don't recognize is if you don't treat me well as a customer, then I won't come back. And if I don't come back, then the company goes under. If the company goes under, you don't have a job. So when we don't think that we are as important as we really are, you have to recognize that your job is dependent upon the people walking in that door and paying their money to buy products or services. You can be smart, but not wise. There's also a difference between being skilled and not wise. I can have the talents and the gifts, but if I don't use them in the right way to assist the right people, I'm not being wise. If I decide I'm going to build an atomic bomb so and help another country to build this bomb, and they then turn around and then explode it in the U.S., and I happen to be in the U.S., and my family happens to be in the U.S., then that is not a wise thing to do. I wouldn't sell them that knowledge. There's a difference also in being seen versus being wise. We want visibility today. You see everyone on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all the social media outlets. They're in every place that you can imagine and you want to go viral. But if what you're saying when you go viral is of no consequence to me living a good life, then that not might not be wise, especially if you're saying something incorrectly. But the Bible records for us, as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter number two, that there's a difference between earthly wisdom and kingdom principles and kingdom wisdom, heavenly wisdom. The Bible says that if we want to be wise, as we talked about skillful, prudent, recognizing that there are certain things that we should say and things that we shouldn't, ways that we should act and ways that we shouldn't, 
characters that we should have, personalities, if you would, too. All of that is in the Bible. The Bible tells us in James chapter number one, verse five, that if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is but ask of God and he will give it to us liberally and not withhold anything. See, the point of this series is that we want to be wise. We want to have a good journey, kingdom principles for life, life's journey. And of course, we want it to be a good one. We want it to be a great one. We want to achieve everything that God has for us. We want to walk in our purpose and we can do just that if we are wise. Now, I will tell you that I took a trip um, recently to Seattle to see my daughter, uh, but I had taken one years ago to see another friend. Before I got married, before everything, life. It was so long ago. And, you know, there was a lot that happened on that journey. I went and went skiing and I celebrated the thrill of victory. You know, no, mine was the agony of defeat, if you guys remember the sports cast. But on the way to Seattle, there was fog in the area. It was very difficult for the pilots to see. And I remember them getting on the plane or getting on the overhead speaker and saying to all of us, hey, one, you got to buckle up because there's going to be a little bit of turbulence along the way. We all don't like turbulence in our life. We want a smooth journey, but turbulence does happen. In other words, life happens. And as we were coming in, they were saying, you know, look, the visibility is very bad. We cannot see. And that's a problem because you want to see, you want to be wise about it. But on this plane, we have what we call the cat's eye. And it is going to, it was an instrument that was going to allow them to lock up to land the plane, to see what they could not see. But he says, we gotta stay in connection with the control tower in order to do that. And I remember that conversation, that one sentence, we must stay in connection with the control tower. We must communicate with the control tower. When I talk about the fact that my conversation matters, what I say to a person, matters to them, whether I'm paying attention, whether I'm actively listening, it matters. In many instances, we don't recognize the value that we bring to the table. Oh, that's a whole nother series. I, I talked about that before that God told me that I didn't recognize the weight that I carried. And I'm sure you probably don't recognize that either. When you don't recognize your entire worth, what you bring to the table, you don't recognize the worth, your ability your authority that he has given you, and it does matter. You are heavy with weight. Your oil does flow. But in addition to that, not only uh, do you individually probably don't recognize it, but I think a lot of men don't recognize their voice matters within the home. Their voice matters to their children. Their voice matters your voice matters. So it's not just the women. It's not just the self-esteem issue. It's who you are connected with and the influence that you have that matters too. So we need to have wise communication. And the Bible reminds us that we can be wise if we but ask. You have not because you ask not. So my point today is in this kingdom principles and your conversation is going to matter in order for it to really matter, in order for it to be wise communication, you need to stay connected, stay connected, stay connected first in prayer. 
Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the 16th verse. Uh, and I'm going to, am I going to read that one for you? I know it off the top of my head, but I am going to read it for you. Um, Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the 16th verse says, therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. He says, come boldly, come First and foremost, you got to get in his presence. You've got to start communicating. I get the opportunity to communicate every single day for others as I'm praying for strategy sessions, as I'm coaching them. But that is typically for other people. All right. And we're supposed to do that, but we also should be praying for us. And I was reminded that many instances we don't pray for ourselves. I'm guilty of that. I don't remember the last time that I prayed for, well, I have prayed for my business, but prayed for me, Lord, heal me, God, make me whole, Lord, um, do for me what you've done for others, you know, whatever it is that we're asking for, pray for yourself, Lord, you hear me, you love me, you care for me, you watch over me, you prepare a way for me. You've been good to me. So Lord, I'm coming asking you that there's this thing happening in my life. There's this feeling that I have. There's this emotion that I'm dealing with. God, frailties within my body. Lord, my body is racking with pain. I ask that you remove it. Whatever it is, I don't know your issue. I don't know what you're dealing with, but if you need wisdom, it's not just, Lord, I lost my keys and can you help me find it? Lord, I can't find my child, but I need you to connect me with them again. Have them call. Those things, yes, we do that. We pray for ourselves and we pray for others. He says, come boldly. First come. And how you do it, you come with boldness. Like I am your child. <laughs> and daddy, I need to talk with you. But then I also want to take you to Isaiah, the 62nd chapter, and this I'm going to verse six for you on this one. And this is praying for others. Um, 60, the 62nd chapter of Isaiah, verse six, it says, Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen on your walls. They will never be silent day or night. There is no rest for you who remind the Lord. He said, pray for others. I need you to be a watchman. I need you to pay attention. I need you to herald. I need you to sound the alarm. I need you to pray for them, intercede for them. I need you to do that. I don't need you to be quiet. I need you to speak. So when we stay connected, not only are we connected for ourselves, we're connected for other people, but we're also connected in order for us to then speak the word. He says, remind the Lord. Lord, you said that the weapons may form, but they will not prosper. You said you will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You said, who can come against me if you are for me? You said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You said, oh God that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'm going to remind you and I do it in prayer. Now, I, I will say that I have a book out divinely connected because we need to stay connected, um, praying through life struggles, but that's for another day. But go get it. If you want to experience prayer on a different level, the Daniel prayers, the Hannah not speaking prayers, the all of those type of prayers. So we're going to leave that one, but stay connected in prayer. Stay divinely connected in prayer. 
Secondly, stay connected in his word. Um, Joshua chapter number one, let's go there. Joshua chapter number one, I'm going to read verses six through nine for you. And this is in the Holman Christian Standard. I know you probably remember it in the King James, but it says, be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land I swore to your fathers to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to carefully observe the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to recite it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I mean, that's good news just in and of itself. But he says, meditate on the word day and night so that you won't sin against him, that you will follow the instruction to the letter. He said, stay connected, read the word, meditate on it, chew on it, let it ingest in you. When you chew something, especially if it's good, you got to swallow all right, you're going to chew it up, but you taste all the flavors of it. You get the gist of it. You get everything about it. And then you swallow it so that it becomes nourishment for your whole body. He says, I want you to eat that word. I want you to meditate on it. Then he says, I want you to study the word. Second Timothy, the second chapter in the 15th verses, study to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, let me just say, rightly dividing it. That means speaking it plain, exactly what God intended, not what you imagined or not what someone else tried to formulate so that it was going to then benefit them. No, we're talking about kingdom principles. We're following God's principles. He said, you need to study. That means that you need to be eager about what you are looking at, what you are reading. You need to look in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. You didn't to follow it. You need to be fed the word in some instances. And here, I'm going to put this pin right here. Don't think that you can study on your own. If you don't know how to use the strong concordance, Okay, others do. If you don't know how to use the vines commentary, others do. If you are not a preacher of the word that is being able to exegete what is there, then be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching location so that you can be fed the word, but then go back and study it for yourself. Don't just read it. Don't just ask someone to spoon feed you, but make sure you study, but recognize you can't study and know everything on your own. I still study. I don't care if I have as many degrees as or close to as many degrees as the thermometer. I'm still going to study the word. I study before I bring it to you um, so that I put it not only in bite-sized pieces, but to find things that I did not see. There's always something more that is there. Then you also ought to speak the word. Notice he said, recite it. You're going to say it over and over again. Say it to yourself, say it to others so that you might be able to walk it out. The third thing is you're going to stay connected in the spirit and not just any spirit, but the Holy Spirit. Second Timothy chapter number three, verse 16. And I'm going to read that one to you as well. Second Timothy chapter number three, verse 16 says, all scripture is inspired by God 
and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. He says, the word of God is God breathed. God says it's his word. So we take it that way. We look at the authority of what is coming to us. It's not just some great words that's on a paper, just in black and white. No, see it as God speaking to you. When he does that, we recognize that he says that the Holy Spirit is going to then do four things for us. He's going to give us the truth, the truth of the word. He's going to tell us truth. That means that we get doctrine, as it says in the King James, or teaching here, as it says in Holman Christian Standard. We are being taught in the word. We are taught truth. But secondarily, he exposes error. The Holy Spirit, when we lean into him and we're asking him for wisdom, because that's what we want, he will expose the error that's there. That's there for reproof as far as for the rebuke as well. And then he also sets us on a path for restoration. That's our correction. And then there's knowledge and character that we learn because we get instructions in righteousness or training, it says. How do we do that? We do that through our devotion time. When we spend time with the Lord, plain old time, personal time as well as corporate time, we are getting the, the Holy Spirit is allowed then to correct us, to change us, to rebuke us, to instruct us, and to tell us truth. We need to stay connected. Wise communication is necessary. That's what we were all seeking when we talk about kingdom principles for life. We recognize, and I will reiterate this, that the Bible is the blueprint for kingdom success. All the answers are contained within it. If we follow these principles in the way that he says that we should, then we will be rewarded. It might not, it might sound foolishness to others. Turn the other cheek. You know, if a brother asks you, give it to him. And you, all of those things, but the rewards of this life far outweigh what we think. Wisdom says, I'm looking for the end, not just the right now, but I also get rewards in the afterlife. We recognize that we were uniquely gifted to serve others, that we sow and we reap and givers do gain. We increase in not only just general profitability, materialism, but we increase in respect and favor. We should treat others the way we would want to be treated. We uh, recognize that God does have a great plan for us and he has a great plan for you too. You're going to succeed, but you gotta stay connected that we all have this place in the kingdom. We recognize that, but the Holy Spirit does correct us. Uh, prayer is essential. It is what we need. Praise and worship is what we do. It is our weapon of warfare that God is, the great I am, he is whatever you need, then we give honor where honors do and good does trump evil because we're wise. We're wise. So we're asking for wisdom today. We're asking that our conversations are seasoned with salt. They have grace. They come out with love. Everything is spoken. Truth is spoken with love. And we continue on a successful path because we know the kingdom principles and we are quick to obey them. Let's bow. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the conversation, uh, the ability to get a chance to dialogue with you. And Lord, it's not just a one-way street. 
We're not just telling you what we want. Yes, you told us to be anxious for nothing, but by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving to make our requests known. You told us that if we needed wisdom, all we had to do was but ask you. But God, we also sit and wait to hear from you so that we can then walk it out. We don't want to be quick to judgment. We don't want to be quick to spew off. We want to listen, actively listen to you. Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives. Holy Spirit, rise up on the inside. Correct us, stop us in our tracks when necessary. We are asking God for a life that will be well-lived. We're asking for a life that will be an example for others to follow. We're asking for words that come out of our mouth, that these words will be your words that we will be bold and courageous, that we will meditate on your word, that we will study your word, that we will pray your word, that we'll pray to you coming boldly before your throne. God, we're asking, Lord, for so much. We're asking to be kingdom's kids, your kids. We want to look like you. We want to talk like you. We want to act like you. Help us to do just that. Stop us in our tracks when we're going wrong. Put us on the right path. We'll be so careful. To give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> well, God bless each and every one of you. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. It truly is my pleasure to bring you an encouraging word. And don't forget, Yes, you can go get some of the Divinely Connected series books. And I wasn't even planning that. There's one on prayer. There's one on um, steps to financial freedom or fearless financial freedom, if you would. And there's one sister to sister, that connection going through life's journey. But in all, stay connected to God. You must remain connected to the control tower. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. God bless. You can find us online at shantahaynes.com. That's C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. We are a division of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation. Donations are welcome at shantahaynes.com backslash foundation. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto